I'm Red Robinson, and these are the Legends of Rock. Johnny Rivers turned a successful singing career into producing music, and he tells us how it happened. Well, I've always liked producing. I always spent a lot of time in the studios and was friends with a lot of producers and Phil Spector and people like that. And I just wanted my own label just to try to, uh, you know, to experiment with new talent and people I had met and whatever. And uh, I just renegotiated when my contract was up at Imperial and they wanted to re-sign me. I just made that part of the deal. I wanted my own label and they distributed it for me and whatever. And we got lucky. I mean, the first group we signed was a group called The Versatiles. We changed their name to The Fifth Dimension and I... Uh, had just met Jimmy Webb and we had started working together and I signed him to my publishing company and uh, we did that first album up, up and away and it was, you know, we won a couple of Grammys and did really well so the label was off and running and, uh, and so, it, so it was, uh, it wasn't a thing that I really went into gung-ho but it turned out, you know, to be successful right off the bat so it did consume a lot of my time but I, I sold it in 1970 because I had to make a decision whether I wanted to be a record company executive or continue being Johnny Rivers the artist, you know, and I, it wasn't, it wasn't even a, uh, close as far as <laughs> what I wanted to do. I, I enjoy playing and performing, you know, which I've always done, so I, that's what we wound up doing. You started out, I noticed, with all of the, uh, the original recordings uh, on Imperial with Chuck Berry things and that, but Poor Side of Town, which you wrote, uh, it says that you were reluctant to put that out to your own composition. Were you? Well, only because it was so different than the previous songs that we had success with. You know, all the other things were all Memphis and Maybelline and Mountain of Love and uh, Seventh Son and Secret Agent Man, which were all kind of like live recordings. And so to come out with a lush ballad with strings and whatever was really taking a big gamble. But it was so different that it was it turned out to be one of my biggest records. It was number one about three weeks or something. You know, so it, uh, it was a gamble that paid off. But it, was, it seemed like reading the biography that maybe you weren't sure of, of doing that yourself, and that and that kind of explains it right there. Yeah, that that was the main reason. I mean, we knew it was a good song, and and that musically it was good. Musicians loved it and whatever, but we weren't sure if the public would go for it after the type of songs I'd been doing and recordings and whatever, the up-tempo, live, hand-clapping, sing-along kind of things. And so uh, the record company was a little reluctant, too. But Lou and I just made a decision. We just thought it was good enough to... But in those days, to be on Imperial Records as a young man with some of your idols like Fats Domino and Rick Nelson must have been uh, something. It was great. You know, uh, when we recorded that live album at the Whiskey, we didn't have a record deal, and so we took it to everyone in town, every label, and they all turned it down. And so Lou... Uh, and and a couple other guys I was involved with at the time came to me and kind of was sort of reluctant to tell me that the only company that had accepted it was Imperial Records. I went, I, Imperial Records? Are you kidding? You know, because I you know, I'd been collecting uh, records uh, on that label since I was a little kid. Because uh, there was a lot of great artists that were just local successes, you know, in, in Louisiana, South Louisiana, stuff like that. That uh, but they were on Imperial Records. Got legends? We do. RedRobinson.com.